0: Hey guys, Amar here with ZenMade. Welcome to the ZenMade podcast. Really excited for today's episode featuring a good friend of mine who I've met at the industry event multiple times, Roman Pesakovich, who is the owner of Made Masters. Today he'll be going in depth into his company's case study of how they implemented the systems from the book Traction by Gino Wickman to take his company Uh, from flatline revenue to skyrocket growth. Using the strategies outlined in the book by Gino, Roman and his team completely revamped how they approached all aspects of their business, resulting in a 225% growth in sales. Roman used the latest software like Zenmade as well as marketing trends to quickly grow his services into a million-dollar company. Roman believes thinking forward and learning new technological advances was the key to success and is the key to access in any industry
1: in today's world I'll let him take it from here what's up guys I am Roman with made masters this is my intern slash sales manager Sabrina Uh, today we are going to be discussing traction and the systems that you need to incorporate into your business today to make it run like a well-oiled machine so a little quick background you guys know me from the um, from the story from Zen Maid that Amar shared with me and my success story starting up the maid service and how I had no office, how we were just operating out of a laptop and everything was working awesome, everything was working smooth. The last couple of years, maybe two years ago, we decided to kind of go into a flat line. We were cruising, everything was going great, but we weren't really taking it to the next level. So in the beginning of this year, we decided to take everything to the next level. We opened up our commercial cleaning business, Building Masters and we decided to put the right systems in place to grow. Uh, we implemented this in January of this year. We started reading Traction, Sabrina came on board, we said let's grow, let's do this thing, and it is now July, and since January of this year to July, we have grown. I think like 225 225%, 225% yeah. we increased in sales, and we did it all because of the systems in Traction. So the first thing is, we do not take any credit for any of the information in Traction. Uh, This is a book written by Gino Wickman, again we don't take any credit, you can read everything in Traction and you'll see that this really works, how well it works, but we are going to tell you about how we implemented it into our main service, into MADE Masters, and how we really got our company running using the Traction system. So I guess we'll begin with the first part, there's six key components in Traction, Mm -hmm. six
2: Six of them, yeah. Yep.
1: And they are? There's
2: vision, people, data, process, traction, and issues.
1: Yes, yep. The first part is the vision.
2: Vision, yeah. yeah. So when it comes to doing the vision part of traction, you have to establish a vision traction organizer. So for sure, it's a VTO. With the VTO to start off, you really have to kind of go in there and have like a company meeting if anything. We went in there all together with a piece of paper in front of us and we went in with our core values.
1: Yeah. Um, so the first uh, first part is getting your core values figured out. Yeah. That's what traction talks about. You really need to figure out who you are as a company, what your values are, and how we did that was we sat down and we said, you know, let's figure out what we're about, Mm -hmm. what do we value as a company, what do we want to do, what's our focus, what is everything, and from there we sat down and we came up with a list. Each person came up with their own values, personal values, family values, whatever it was they thought uh, that made them who they were and what they see our company's values being. We wrote them down, we discussed, we Mm -hmm. saw everything that matched, everything that aligned, and we really came up with our strong core values. We have our five core values. Everybody knows them, do you know what they are? Yeah,
2: It's a growth-oriented, integrity, creativity, give back, and a can-do attitude. Those are our five core values. Um, In the book, it talks about having four to seven, so we kind of just went in the middle and went with a straight five that matched between all of our office staff together.
1: Yeah, so we have our core values blasted on our wall, everybody lives by them, all decisions go through our core values. For sure. You know, if we get paid a little extra on a job that we shouldn't, that's integrity, that's one of our core values. We We don't, no one allows that. We call customers, we say you overpaid, you shouldn't have paid for that. We really flex our core values every single day in our office. Every decision goes through it, and we also quiz people on our core values. You know, we say, we ask people to give us examples of how they, uh, you know, focused On the core value of the day, and what they did to apply core value to a certain task or a certain, uh, just anything throughout the day. Whether it's through our cleaners, whether it's through our office staff, we're all Mm -hmm. all about our core values. The first thing Traction recommends is sit down, discuss that, figure it out. It's very important. It's it's your culture. It's what makes your company who you are.
2: Definitely. And then the next step of that comes your core focus. And your core focus is the purpose of your company and also your niche. So those are two things that kind of go hand in hand. We also did that during our meeting. Uh, During our meeting, again, we sat down with a piece of paper right in front of us and we wrote down what do we think the purpose of Made Masters is? And what do we think kind of our niche is? What makes us different? And we compared all of those. And what we found with our company was that everybody's kind of matched, which was really good. That's really not a red flag. You know, it's something that we all really enjoy about it and we put it together. We have a statement that really describes our company and that's definitely something that, you know, should be also one of the first things that you do when it comes to the VTO.
1: Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's, it's your purpose. It's why you are what you are as a company. If someone asks you in an elevator, you know, what is the purpose of your company, if you don't have an answer, it, it doesn't make any sense. For our, our purpose is very, very easy. It's to build a great company with great people and great results. We didn't overthink it. Mm-hmm. It's nothing crazy. We just want to have an awesome company, have good results, and just be around great people. So that is our purpose.
2: Definitely. And then the next thing when you go through your VTO is kind of more the numbers part. And this still also involves everybody. The same meeting, you're still talking about it. There's the one-year plan, the three-year picture, and then there's the 10-year target. So with those three, the way that we figure it out, it gives you a clear outline in the book how to go about it. You go about when you want to do it, so your future date, the revenue that you want, the profit, how you're going to make it measurable, and then your goals for the year, goals for three years, and goals for ten years. And we also wrote it down on a piece of paper, we compared it all together, and yeah. we kind of figured it out from there, made an average. Your goals also have to be smart, which is something that's specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-based. And that's kind of how we went about it because some people's numbers were a little bit higher, some were a little bit lower. Yeah, it's,
1: it's it really gets you, it, it shows you where everyone's at, so we were really shocked. You know, we sat down and we said, where do we see this company in one year? Where do we see it in three years? And where do we see it in ten years? And you'll be amazed that you'll find some very different answers from people definitely. and you'll be like, wow, you know, either someone has a lot of faith or not enough faith at all. Definitely. So we kind of, and that gets the conversation going of, well, how are we going to get to these goals? Mm-hmm. What do we have to do? And it puts everybody, it aligns everyone on the same page. So that, that doing the ten-year target, the three-year target, and the one-year target was huge for us. Yeah, definitely. We, we It's a roadmap, essentially. We know where we're going now instead of just so many businesses today especially made services they just they start as a cleaner and then they grab two other cleaners and they form a team and they just keep cleaning but what, what are you trying to do with it where are you trying to go well what's 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 the plan and so when we came up with a one-year plan a uh, three-year plan and a ten-year plan everybody knows it here we don't hide it from anybody we tell this is what it looks like mm-hmm. this is what our company looks like i mean it, there's different measurables Definitely. i think some of the measurables were I think it was sales yeah
2: something like that for sure yeah and it tells you step by step in the book and the thing that i think is the most interesting and the way you should go about it is exactly how traction tells you which is going from the big picture which is the 10 year which is yep. where we started and then working your way down to one year because 10 years is kind of like your big goal, yeah. and then you kind of work your way down and figure out how am I gonna get there? Because if you start off with one year, your tenure might be a little bit bigger than what you can actually achieve. Yep. And it has to, again, it has to be that smart goal. You know, so we established those right off the bat. That was right after doing the core values. Right after the core focus. It's all in the specific order. And then the next thing is going to be the marketing process.
1: Yeah. So the marketing process. You have to have a process of place who you're marketing to, how you're marketing, and ideally what your target market is. So many people, especially you know, in, in the maid service, they just say, hey, oh, anybody with a dirty house, like I want to clean. And we started out like that. And we took on every single job. We didn't know who we were going to be as a company. I mean, fast forward. 5 years now we we have a whole commercial division that we're starting that we're implementing that we're that you know we're really trying to do we didn't know in the beginning and i believe it's very important and traction talks about it to really understand who your target market is what kind of people are you looking for and once you figure that out you you can really nail down your marketing towards that specific person so we get calls all day long i mean we probably get 10 to 15 calls a day where we just have to, where Sabrina turns down the people because that's not who we're looking for. And we don't market to those people, but they still find us through our online presence, through referrals, and we just, that's not who we want. So for us, uh, there's different target markets based on our commercial business and based on our house cleaning business, but both of them, they have a specific type of person, whether it's based on an income or their family, are they married, do they have kids, are they looking for reoccurring services, are they looking for move-in, really nailing it down and focusing on one specific person, Com- that, I mean, that's what attraction talks about and yeah. it completely helped us we realized that we don't really want to do on the maid side. We don't want to do one time cleanings. We're not a fan of them. We have all most of our issues come from them. So we decided to switch our focus and really focus on move out cleanings, people who want to do reoccurring services and obviously the commercial aspect of our business. So once we started to target those exact people, I mean, that's, that's really what got our sales kind of going up because those people knew this is the company to work with for commercial. This is the company to work with for move outs and it's, it, it helped us establish yeah. that target.
2: And then when you go about a marketing strategy, it's always really important to have your geographics down, your demographics, and your psychographics. So it's kind of where they're located, what kind of a person they are, and then what they're exactly looking for. That's like the psychographics part of it. And we really went through that, and we realized you know, what customers do we really want to focus on, and then what customers just really don't work out with our company.
0: This podcast is brought to you by Zenmade. Now, if you need help with your automation or if you're frustrated with the amount of time that scheduling is taking you currently, you need to visit ZenMade.com. We started over six years ago building simple software for cleaning businesses just like yours. If you take a look at the site, you can see all of the things that we're working on, all of the feedback that we get from our audience, from this podcast, from the Facebook group, from all the other places. So if you're interested again zenmade.com and take a look at what we've been working on
2: other than that when it comes to the marketing strategy you also want to add your guarantee there always has to be a guarantee to your company that's what it's that in traction that's something that we kind of had established but we, it was kind of an unspoken thing yeah. our guarantee it was kind of something that existed but we never really we Put it out in words, Yeah. And have it written
1: down. Yeah. So we have a guarantee in Made Masters and in Building Masters, and people know it. It, it establishes trust with your customers. Definitely. So for our Made Masters, our guarantee that is if you're not satisfied with any of the work that we do, within 24 hours we'll come back. And that makes people, right away before they even use this, they already trust us. They know that, hey, they don't have to question what if these guys mess up, what if they break something in my house, They're you know what if they miss something. From time to time, we miss things. It's the nature of our business, but we guarantee we'll come back and we'll make it right. And once we really put that guarantee in place, people really they, they liked it, they respected us more, and they trusted us.
2: Definitely. And then sure. on the
1: building master side for our commercial business, you know, our guarantee is that we could come at any time of the day, and that's a challenge that a lot of our customers see when they call someone and they have a huge restaurant and it flooded or the. They have a huge stain on the floors, something that needs to be done. We guarantee we can come. So if you call us in the middle of the night, if you call us in the middle of the day and you say, hey, we need this done, you know, what hours are you open? We are uh, we guarantee that we'll be there. We can come at any day, weekends, nights. That's our guarantee. And having that guarantee really, really helped establish trust with our customers.
2: For sure. So that kind of wraps up the VTO besides the issues and then the rocks, but we're gonna be getting to those because those are actually processes that are in the book and we'll get to those a little bit later and then we'll get to how we actually put it into our VTO. And I think that's the Yeah, so the that's the first part. part, that's the vision part. Yeah, that's part. the vision part.
1: Um, the next component of Traction is the uh, people component. Mm-hmm. You wanna start with that?
2: Yeah, for sure. So in Traction, it talks about having the right people in the right seat. And that's really not something that a lot of people think about. They, everybody just kinda has their own role. When we really sat down and had another meeting about this, so again, in Traction, it talks about having this whole big kind of company meeting about all this stuff, about your vision, about your people, because it all kind of goes together. We actually did it at a separate time, the people meeting, and we started listing off our own jobs. What do we do? So, you know, I had a piece of paper in front of me and, you know, I wrote down like sales and all the stuff I do, and then Roman wrote about all the stuff he does, and the rest of our office staff did that. And we realized that some things that are on our list kind of we're the same with somebody else, which is something that you don't want. You don't want multiple people to be working on one thing. You're kind of going into each other's seats. We don't know if it's the right person. You know, we had experience with that a little bit. Do you want to talk about? Yeah, yeah. So we had one of
1: an employee that after we read traction and especially the people component, the component, we really realized, is he the right person for the seat? It doesn't make sense. At the time, he was working very hard. He was he was overqualified for his job. He was cleaning carpet carpets for us, for commercial properties. And we thought, you know, I think he belongs in another aspect of the company. So we put him into sales. We tried that for a little bit and it didn't really work. He wasn't a salesperson so much. He was, he was doing okay, but he didn't want to do sales. We put him in operations. He was doing a little bit of operations. And it, different fields of operations that he was doing wasn't really working out. And we just had trouble because we kept putting him in the wrong seat. We then told them, look, we're gonna, you're gonna help us with some of the data stuff. He came on board with that. We put him in the right seat, and I mean, you could tell that's what he's made for. That's what he wants to do. Sure. He completely excels in it every day, and that's very valuable because had we not read this, had we not, you know, really sat down and measured each other's strengths and weaknesses, he probably would still be cleaning carpets for us for a couple of months and then realize it's not something he wants to do, sure. or we would have just, you know, he would have stayed in sales and would have continued to do sales. He wasn't, you know, he didn't really want to do sales so much. He just continued to do it, and then eventually I'm sure he would have just burnt out and said this isn't for me. So really sitting down and saying, you know, what are you good at? What are you bad at? What do you want to do? It, it completely changed everything for us because we started shifting people, you do this, you do this, and we tried it, we experimented with it, and here we are six months later, everybody knows exactly what they're doing, everybody knows their roles in the company, and I mean, we're, we're able to operate a lot more efficiently since, since doing yeah. that.
2: And then even with him, you know, that story, you know, it wasn't just like in a month that you know yeah. the company realized that he wasn't in the right seat, you know, it took a while, I think it was even like from January, he kind of started changing roles a little bit, and yep. it took a while that he was, kind of in one seat and then in another seat. And we didn't really realize we were doing that until we read traction, that we were like moving him around seats a little bit. But when it comes to that, to establish that interaction, it talks about making an accountability chart. We actually do have one chart established right now, but as we're hiring more office staff, I'm in the middle of making a second accountability chart. We already had a meeting for it we've talked about you know who's taking on different roles now it has to move around a little bit you know making our first accountability chart i would say is a very long process like it you would was. think that it takes maybe like a maybe like a just a mini meeting like a weekly meeting but it really takes some time to just sit down turning off all your phones getting rid of all the distractions and just yeah. sitting there and being like who is doing what job yes. and why are they doing it are they good at it and after establishing that chart, it talks about an interaction step by step, how you're gonna implement that. It starts off with, you know, the owner, the owner or the owners. If you're if you have your partner then, you know, at the top and what they are. Um, it gives you really good examples in the book. You know, for example, Roman's like our visionary that comes with the company. He's very big picture. And then, you know, you have your partner yep. and Booker's, he he's very kind of more in the day-to-day logistics, so he's kind of looking at more the short term. Yeah, he
1: puts everything together. He kind of
2: puts everything together daily operations somebody has to be problem solving somebody has to be on the phone somebody has to be going around doing quality control and you know all these little things even though you think they're not such you know big details they really are all these little huge, things yeah. even answering texts under like my name yeah yep, every, yeah chart. yeah
1: so if there's anything that you guys take from this video it's if there if I could have just 2 minutes to talk it would be just about the accountability chart. It is the biggest impact, has had the biggest impact on our business. Really sitting down and saying, especially in a maid service, because many owner operators, they play the finance guy one hour, the next hour they're the sales guy next hour they're doing marketing and they're doing invoicing and that's and that's that's really fine in the beginning it doesn't make I don't recommend you know right in the beginning you go out and you hire four people you I mean you won't have any cash flow if you do that don't but really once you start growing and once you start putting systems in you need an accountability chart you need to sit down with your team and discuss who's responsible for what. I mean, we have a big board written right on our wall with all of our names and what aspect of the business we're responsible for, both on the maid masters and on building masters. Sure. And then that way there's no questions, oh, well, who didn't do that? You know, if there's an issue, we can look at the accountability chart and pinpoint exactly where it came from. You know, we have a fun, easy environment. We don't pick at anyone, but for you know, sure. it's very easy to just say, look, this is your fault because this is what you're accountable for. for sure. If and, and it goes through different loopholes. So if someone, if a client is mad about something, we can look and see, well, who didn't tell them that? Well, who's responsible for telling them that? And where did that information come from to that person? And I mean, it just goes back to exactly who's accountable for it. And it's, it's, it makes it easy to hold people accountable, and that's really how to have successful employees in the office and in the field as well. So accountability chart, biggest change for our business. Everyone knows what they're doing, and on top of that, everyone knows exactly, there's no cross, no one crosses different things. In the Definitely. beginning, you can play finance person and sales guy, but eventually once you, you, know, once you grow out and you have different things that you're responsible for, it's, it, it just makes it so much better. We have one person doing the finance, one person doing sales, one person doing operations, um, someone else is doing the day-to-day stuff, someone else is doing the big picture stuff. Everything is just, it's written on our board yeah. and that's the the biggest contributor. You for need sure. to know what you're accountable for.
2: Yeah, If there's one thing that has to do with kind of like knowing the right people in the right seat is just get it all out on paper. Yep. Because it may seem like it's gonna take a long time. It might but it's really going to help you out because having it all kind of stuck in your head what your jobs are it sometimes isn't it, the best thing it's day. challenging
1: and yeah yeah and then people are going to bring problems to you that may not belong to you may belong to someone else for sure the monkey example it's used in traction so you know if you're sitting in the office and someone comes in and they say hey I have a problem or they have something that they feel they can't deal with uh, or they don't want to deal with imagine if they Every time someone came into your office and said, hey, here's a paper, I need you to fill this out, or hey, I need you to do this, I need you to send this text to a customer, I need you to restock the Windex for that cleaner, every time they do that, they leave a monkey at your table. So they come in and they leave a monkey. Someone else comes in, they leave a monkey. By the end of the day, you can't possibly function efficiently because you have a bunch of monkeys running around your office everywhere, and it's not efficient. This
0: podcast is brought to you by ZenMade. If you need help with just about anything in your maid service, make sure to join the ZenMade Mastermind on Facebook. We have a community that has over 4,000 maid service owners, just like you, who are struggling with things daily, who are sharing their wins daily, and uh, asking for help. So if there's absolutely anything that we can help you with, just go to the ZenMade Mastermind on Facebook, request to join, just answer the three questions survey, and you'll be in within a couple of hours you can make some friends in your area all that stuff so with the accountability chart
1: you're not no one's allowed to come into my office and give me their monkey if someone comes into my office right now and says hey I need you to text this client stop right there I don't text clients Yeah. someone else texts clients look at the accountability chart finds out who find out who did that someone else comes in hey this I need you to invoice this customer. There were no. I, I don't do any of the finance stuff. Go find out who's doing financing. Definitely. So it really, like, you just picture how many times a day, especially in the beginning of a main service. I remember when it was just me and my partner, we dumped problems on each other because we had no system. And one day I'm doing finance stuff and he's throwing all the invoicing to me. One day he's doing employee management. I'm throwing my phone to him and saying, talk to the employees. And then it's it just, it's not efficient. So. What the accountability chart really, really does is it doesn't allow people to bring monkeys into your office.
2: Definitely, for sure. Um, so then the next portion of Traction that it talks about is the data. And yep. You want to talk a little bit about like, the scorecard stuff.
1: Yeah, so uh, people, a lot of, especially what I see in on the Facebook groups and stuff, people get really hyped up about sales. They're all about sales. Oh, we hit 100,000 this month. Oh, we're doing 20,000 this month. Uh, And they forget to think about the big pictures, which is, you know, how much are you actually making of that? Because if you're making a million in sales and you're taking home 100,000, you're not doing as good as the guy who's doing 200,000 in sales and taking home 110,000. So that was a huge, I see that being a big problem. No one, uh, you know, especially in the beginning for me too, I had no idea, me and my partner, all we did was just look at sales, 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 sales. It was all about revenue. It didn't matter how much outstanding we had. It didn't matter how much money was going on supplies, on marketing, we just, oh, sales are going up. That means that we must be doing good as a business, which is the farthest thing from the truth because uh, once we sat down, we really broke down the numbers. Let's look at how many clients we have, how many clients we're losing. Numbers were all over the place and we really couldn't figure out a good system to measure everything. Obviously we have our QuickBooks, we have our accounting, but really what traction taught us was to have a scorecard so we have a scorecard that really breaks down just it puts everything up there for There's how like many clients how we got many last new, week new clients yep how many new clients we got last week how many did we lose, we lose yeah. what are our sales but on top of just sales what are our margins mm-hmm. how much do we pay you know pay out how much did we spend this month on supplies and it really gives you a Day-to-day picture of what's going on in your business because at the end of the month, if you just do once a month reporting and you just look at a profit and loss statement, it's already too late. Because when that time comes and you say, "Oh, we already did bad," there's nothing you can do to increase that number. The month's passed. You hit your you no. Know, this is your number. But if you're day-to-day watching how many new clients we got today, you know, Sabrina measures how many sales we got this week, mm-hmm. how many customers did we lose, how many reoccurring customers did we get, how many commercial accounts did we get. Mm-hmm. We really monitor all the numbers. And then that way, when we see that something's going down, we stop it right away before, you know, so that a month from now, we don't just see it on the profit and loss statement. Oh, we lost money on that job. We really, it's it's kind of like you're at the core of the business. So that's... That's huge for us. The scorecard. Yeah. You know, Attraction how, also
2: gives a really good example. Like, yep. it has a chart in the actual book that we just went straight off of. It's just like a big kind of grid that you do. Yep. And it gives you sections. We kind of name them our own thing. Like, you know, like how many customers do we get? How many did we lose? We kind of gave our own titles. But if you really need to start off with a base, I would recommend definitely using just the one
1: that's from Yeah, the, the one web. they have is great. But you yeah. need to be really having a scorecard and measuring how many complaints do we get this week, you yeah. know? Because if you don't measure complaints per day, At the end of the month, you just look and you say, oh, look, our sales went down, and you don't realize that that's because your customers who are starting to complain, you don't really see the the day-to-day picture. You just see, oh, we lost some clients. But if you stopped and you you had a scorecard like we do, it says how many customer complaints, we measure it every single week. And then if we see, whoa, red flag, last week we had six complaints, now all of a sudden we have 10 complaints this week, something's up. Let's have a meeting, let's discuss, let's fix this before 10 turns into 20. And then all of a sudden, you know, you don't you, you have you really lets yeah, you get a grip on the business. Definitely. That's uh, actually a
2: really good segue though, that goes into issues, which is the next yes. part we're talking about. Yep. So issues is also a thing that's included in the VTO. I can go into it a little bit in a minute, but the process that it talks about in traction is IDS, which is identify, discuss and solve. Yep. Which is something that we talk about in our weekly meetings, quarterly meetings yearly meetings it's going to talk about all those meetings um, in the book in the issue section yeah so, so yeah you go through the process it kind of sounds a little bit like silly at first like ideas like okay identify the issues solve it like discuss it like all this stuff like why do you have to do it it really helps to kind of go step by step when there's an actual issue when it's right. an issue like complaints for instance it's like why are complaints going so far up that's identifying the issue, right? Yep. And then we have to obviously discuss it through. Well, it's like, how do you discuss it? Well, here's the issue. Was it about the cleaner? Was it about you know, something else? Was it the customer service? Was it did they not receive a confirmation? Little things like that. Yep. That's We have to discuss it out. And I highly recommend that discussing out the problem is really going to help you solve it, which is the next step. When you go about solving an issue, it talks about in how everybody's gonna kind of have their own way to solve it, but the whole point of having a weekly meeting is that we can go through it together. And a big thing when it comes to solving issues is the um, the no tangents rule, which is something that they really yeah. recommend in Traction, which is something that we very much implemented, not even when we have a meeting, even when we're just discussing something little, yeah, somebody yells out tangent yeah, all the time.
1: It's, it's, it's huge because you get off track, you sit down and you say let's discuss our meetings, you know, ideas, uh, identify, discuss and solve. So we sit down and then we realize the first couple of meetings we would say, oh, well, an issue is that our commercial clients aren't paying us on time. And then someone would say, oh, speaking of paying, who has the business card? Oh, I have the business card. And then all of a sudden someone would say I left it when I got M&M's from the vending machine, <laughs> m ms are better than Skittles, and now the entire company is talking about if M&M's yeah. are better than Skittles, when we really just start, I mean, you don't even, I don't even remember what we started with.
2: Exactly. So it's just a lot of tangents. It, it's a lot,
1: yeah, so we, so we, we really try to keep on track, and we, we sit down, and we say, what are our issues right now, what are our big issues, what are our company issues, and then what are our individual issues, so if Definitely. you're ahead you're ahead of, you know, marketing, what is a marketing issue we have? If you're doing sales, what is an issue? And then what we do is we put them on the board in terms of priority of what needs to get addressed first. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if we have a little, we will write down a whole list of issues every week. You know, it's an issue that this or that, but if on there, a list uh, you know, one of the issues is that our trash in our office is too full. We're not going to write that the top. That doesn't need to be addressed before something big, like sales Mm -hmm. going down. So it really, Mm -hmm putting down on the whiteboard what our issues are and what we have to tackle first right away. For
2: sure. And that kind of goes into like another part of the issues section is the three types of issues, which are the VTO issues. And VTO issues are mostly 90 day issues. So there's things that are a lot bigger. It's kind of what you start with, like these huge issues. Then you go into the weekly issues, which is the second type. And the weekly issues are something that we kind of have our own to-do list boards for. And we started doing to-do list boards because of the book. We all have our own whiteboard that we write yep. down our kind of weekly issues. We have whiteboards like, yeah, everywhere Literally everywhere, with like little <laughs> things that we need to get done, issues that are happening that we need to solve right away during a meeting. And then there's a t- third type, which is a department issue, which is something again, like you mentioned, it's kind of like our own office staff type t- type issues yep. that we need to go through. Usually at a weekly meeting, sometimes it could be pushed out to, you know, like a quarterly meeting, mm-hmm. something like that. It's usually not the most important. I would say your VTO issues though, should definitely be something that are 90 days, something big that takes a lot longer to solve rather than a weekly one that needs to be addressed right away.
1: Right, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, you have to just attack issues based on how severe they are. If you can't make payroll, that's a huge issue. You need to sit down as a company, discuss it. How are we going to solve this? This podcast
0: was brought to you by ZenMade. If you need help with your management, check out the 5 tools that helped the ZenMade team, which includes 5 maid service owners to succeed in their businesses. That free download is available at zenmade.com/podcast as well as plenty of other resources for you and your maid service.
1: If one cleaner keeps running out of rags, that could probably be put under something as big as that. So Definitely. really identifying it and discussing it and coming with the, coming up with a solution, that's how we handle all our issues. And if we're in the day-to-day stuff and we don't have time to discuss it right now, we just throw it on our issues list. So if we're running around the office and someone's on sales, someone's doing operations, and we come up with a problem, if it's something that doesn't need to be solved right away, throw it on the whiteboard. Next time we have a meeting, we'll discuss it and, and we'll come up with a resolution. Definitely.
2: So the next component of traction is called process and I would say the process component is one of the easier ones to go about once you have a lot of the main points of the VTO established. The process component is also something you want to do in a meeting. Everybody kind of writes out what they think the process is, and you'd be really surprised how different the answers you would get. You know, when we had our meeting yeah. and we wrote it out, some people definitely had different things, and we really had to kind of put it all together. Yeah, yeah.
1: We asked people. We even asked our um, we asked our office staff. You know, if somebody wants to work with us, work with us. What's the process? And people were kind of like, Oh, well, they you know they call us. If it's mm-hmm. a commercial call, client, they call us and we go out. If it's a house cleaning client, then we go online and we just fill out the booking form. But that's not really a full proven process. So we came up with a proven process for Made Masters and for Building Masters. And really, it's from start to finish. It shouldn't be long, we have four to five steps. Okay. I think our Building Masters has seven steps in our processes, Made Masters has five. Really, they're just how is how is it working with us? You know, people ask, "Oh, I want to work with Maidmasters. Oh, I want to work with Building Masters. What what's the process?" And if you're kind of like, "Oh, just here's my business card, here's my number," it, it leaves kind of this gray area for customers to wonder if we really even know what our process is. And once you really start breaking it down, you have a full process. We use it on our sales uh, material and our, all our marketing stuff. We can say, hey, if you wanna work with us, this is the first step, this is the next step, this is the third, fourth step, you know, and this is the final step. And, re- and it, it paints a picture to your customers that you know exactly what you're doing and they know exactly what to expect when working with you. So getting your processes down is huge. We sat down like Sabrina said, we said, what is it when, when a customer, From the very first step to the very last. So from the initial phone call, um, even before that, how someone finds us—that's the Mm -hmm. first process. Then a phone call, you know, and then we see all the way down to the end of the follow-up. You need to have a process, and everything in between. You need to come up with with how your business runs and what's the process of working with your company.
2: Definitely, and it's very important to know that every process has to start with some sort of discovery. So with us, it's kind of the marketing strategy. Yeah, you have have to find us. People have to find. What's the process of them
1: finding you? discovering your company. Yeah,
2: discovery is definitely always the first step, no matter what, and always the last step is the follow-up. I feel like that's a step that a lot of companies miss, and having a follow-up, a short email that just says, how is the service? You get good feedback, you get bad feedback, but we yeah, use all huge. of that towards our new customers, yep. even our existing customers, to try to make their service the best that it could be. Yeah, the, the last yeah. part, of the
1: follow-up, it's, it's, it's huge. And for those of you, which hopefully should be everyone in the maid industry, um, that are using Zen uh they—I know—it's very easy to follow up. We, we get automated emails that go out to clients. Um, you know, you can even integrate with different softwares, like Confusionsoft, once you start getting a big book of business where they can get, you know, every six months they get follow-ups, every two weeks, you know, you can play around with that. But you want to follow up with your customers. You want to see how's it going before they, you know, decide to say bye to you. You want to quickly catch any issues that are going on, fix them, and that's how you build. You know, long-term customers and that's how we do it on both the residential and the commercial side
2: definitely and it's also very important to know kind of going back to the accountability chart a little bit is to have somebody that's in charge of that even a little customer service part where they're in charge of seeing those emails seeing the good feedback seeing the bad feedback anything that has to do with that and have somebody that can actually respond and go through those issues yep. and kind of going back to that issues component that's why everything's yeah. kind of put together in this one VTO, this Vision Traction Organizer.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then
2: kind of going on to the last component of Traction, it's called Traction. And I know you want to talk a little bit about the rocks, which are also on the VTO.
1: Yeah, so rocks are, they're huge. So you can call them rocks, skulls, whatever word you want to come up with. We use rocks because that's what Traction mentions. Mm -hmm. It's really a task slash, um, you know, kind of goal, something that you want to accomplish. So we have weekly rocks. We have quarterly rocks and we have our yearly rocks. Uh, Again, with the whiteboard, we have them blasted on the wall. Mm -hmm. So everyone knows what they're working on this week. So Sabrina has her own rocks this week. I have my own. I have a board that I said, look, this is what needs to be done this week. She knows that she has a board. Our operations guy has his own board. Mm -hmm. Our salesperson has their own board. Everyone has their own rocks that they have to get done in the week. On top of that, we have our company rocks, which are things as a company as a whole that okay. we need to accomplish. Uh, and ours are quarterly. Yeah. So we come up with that during our meetings. We have meetings where we just every quarter we discuss the next quarter's rocks. And when we are done with our personal rocks, we focus on that. That's so true. Sabrina has a set of rocks that she needs to get done this week. It needs to be done by Friday. You know, there's between five and ten things on there if she gets done with them on Tuesday instead of having you know Sabrina sit around and wonder what should I do she focuses towards our quarterly rocks as a company um, and she works on that and even though that might you know let her dip into other departments that's fine if we have uh, one of our goal one of our quarters is to find a customer that meets this uh, demographic that meets this is the criteria if she's not doing anything she's hit all her weekly rocks she can focus on the quarterly rock and say, oh, well, I'm going to do some research on how to find that kind of customer. I'm going to pass it on to our sales team who can go and you know use their process mm-hmm. to find For that sure. customer. So really, um, just rocks are huge. There are things that need to be done. There are things that need to be done on a weekly basis, on a quarterly level, and on a yearly level. For sure. And we knock out our, our rocks
2: pretty fast, pretty fast as sure. best as we
1: can and those sure. that we can't. Um, you know, if we have a rock on there that's a core, that's a quarterly rock and we don't get it done, then we discuss about next time we have a meeting. We discuss why didn't we get done? For sure. What needs to happen? And from using there, ideas. Yep, using ideas, yeah, I guess ideas. We, we yep, we identify the issue of why that rock was not done. Uh, we discuss it and we solve it. And usually we end up solving it by putting it on someone's uh, someone, someone else's list. Yep.
2: putting in the people, putting all of this stuff together is kind of what the traction component is all about. Yep. Um Kind of to end it off a little bit is with these meetings. We keep mentioning these meetings. We right. really go in detail about them. We have our meetings actually, you know, we talk about these rocks, they're like Monday through Friday type things. It's a little bit harder to do rocks because we're not open on the weekends. So yep. we don't, we don't do rocks. Like our weekly meetings are on Wednesdays. We chose a middle of the week type thing. Mondays are usually super busy right after the weekend, kind of catch back up on texts and calls and yep. all that stuff. Fridays is more of like a wrapping up the week, so it gets really busy on Fridays as well, right before the weekend too. Yep. So we figured Wednesdays was the best day. The middle of the week for sure has worked for us. Yes, yeah, it's
1: worked great. We meet, we discuss, yeah. we say, hey, what do you have to do next week? What do you have to do? For sure. We look at our scoreboard and see how our numbers are and who's responsible for those numbers. So if sales is down compared to last week, we can point you know accountability chart we have two people in charge of sales what can we do um, to get better you know to raise our sales yeah. oh we have to do this that's a rock for next week Definitely. um so just it, it's huge to have meetings you have to meet with your team you have to discuss everything you have to let it all out yeah. talk about your pain points talk about any issues you have going on really just putting everything out there and there's no better way to do it yeah. than to meet with your team once a week yeah. and, and this
2: meeting is also just with office staff it's not anything to do with your cleaners. If you do have any issues with your cleaners, um, what we recommend and what we've done before is have kind of like a Saturday meeting with all of the cleaners, everybody together and discuss discuss kind of like issues yep. that we've had with the cleaners and stuff that's going on like that. Other than that, your meeting should really only include office staff. Yep, your
1: leadership team in yeah, particular. Just, yeah,
2: leadership team, everybody that kind of has their own rocks. Again, these meetings should only be not more than an hour there's 60-minute meetings and traction does a great job in laying out a good schedule for a yep. meeting yeah you know what you should what you you'll be doing for the first five minutes for the last ten minutes it has a really good schedule and we've tweaked it a little bit for us we're kind of the come we're kind of a company that does go on tangents a little bit mm-hmm. like we can yeah. definitely admit that and we kind of made it our own and we definitely do recommend making it your own because if yep. you kind of always go with like pinpoints okay the first five minutes are this let's cut it off sometimes you need more time to discuss your issues Sometimes you need less time. Um, Other than that, those are 60 minute meetings every Wednesdays that we have. When it comes to quarterly quarterly meetings, those should be a little bit longer because you're discussing things like your VTO, your rocks, you know, goals like that. Your
1: rocks for the next quarter and bigger goals. uh, Definitely.
2: We like to do kind of those meetings outside of the office because they are a little bit longer. We 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 try to promote a
1: fun office environment. Nobody checks in here, nobody checks out. We just expect people to get their work done. If it's the middle of the day and you want to golf, you want to play basketball, that's fine. We do that too, yeah. yeah. Um, But yeah, really just to kind of wrap it all up, Traction is all about putting in systems. Definitely. Organization is key. Yes, yep. And before this year, we had a somewhat of a system, you know, we had an office, we had some staff, we were running around trying to make things work, but we really became a well-oiled machine that runs efficiently once we started implementing all the systems of traction. Sure. And that's really, that's really the gist of any business, no matter what industry you're in, but particularly in the main service and in the commercial cleaning business, you really have to have systems, accountability charts, you gotta have a vision, and all these components, they're all part of Traction. If you read it, it will change your business, it will change your life, it will change the way you look at your business. For sure. And yeah, I mean, that's what we did in January. We said, let's do it. I make everybody read this book who comes in the office. For sure. Um, it's, it's a staple here. Everyone throws words around that are from here. And we started doing that in January. We brought Sabrina on board to really implement Traction as well. Mm-hmm. And I mean, things just are operating smoothly. And we've witnessed growth on every you know level possible that's very unheard of without systems in place
2: definitely for sure
1: yeah so we hope you learned a lot from this mm-hmm. again we encourage everyone to read the book traction rather you're a who's cleaning by yourself rather you have 100 employees for sure. it's, it doesn't judge, everyone needs to implement some sort of systems, and this is a great way to get started. Uh, one of our core values is giving back, so we believe hugely in giving back to our community, to people in our industry. So we encourage anyone who has any questions and traction sure. in commercial cleaning, in house cleaning, to hit us up, Facebook, uh, message us, text us, call us, whatever. We want to help, That's we want to really flex sure. our uh, give back core values. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we hope you enjoyed.
0: Yeah, thank you for watching. Yep. Hey guys, Amara again. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Zenmade podcast. If you are not already using the software, head over to zenmade.com and learn more about that. You can see a demo from ZenMade's own Courtney Wisely, who you've heard here on the podcast before. You can also check out a variety of other resources that we have available that we have made free. There is the MADE Summit at MADESummit.com. You can go to zenmade.com courses. Check out all of our video content on YouTube. And of course, join the ZenMade Mastermind. Or if you're a software customer, join the ZenMade Inner Circle. And we will see you next time here at ZenMade.